We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. I really must say, baby, I'm dead inside. It's been quite a day, baby, I'm dead inside. Tomorrow will be, pick up the kids at so very swell. Come on, be real now, we're in My hell. My will start to judge Actually, me. My husband will be drunk on the floor Ribbon in the second last row Interest rates are such a worry Tiffany is bringing a curry well, maybe just a half a drink I'll just More. call Medicare while I pour Neighbors must think Baby, it's bad in there Wait, Ken doesn't drink Oh yeah, we can't put that in there I wish I knew how I should be asleep right to now do this well Is Bob's new wife coming here? That elf can fuck off till next year. At least I'm gonna say that I try. Do I have a gluten free side? I really must say. Okay, so our girlfriends made me promise I would put this on the podcast. It's a hack. And you tell me it's not a not spawn. It's not a not spawn. It's a hack. A life hack. Yeah. All right. But, but a very important hack, okay. which is why I want it at the head of oh, the episode. God. Okay. Not at the base. Not at the base. Not at the tip. Um, so, if you ever needed a cake stand, but you don't have a cake stand, mm. little life hack I learned off my sister. Take a bowl, like a cereal bowl. Turn it upside down. Put your thing down, flip it and reverse it. Put a dinner plate on top. Boom, you've got a cake stand. It's so beautiful. Right? Like, so Revs just casually <laughs> drops this on the table, just flips a bomb. And we were all like, oh, hold whoa, whoa, the- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, what, Houdini? <laughs> what did you just do there? <laughs> Liv was like, this is a life hack. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. It's bestie. Um, Revsy threw me a little rendezvous with the girls at her house. It little was birthday party. Everything I could have hoped for in an evening with my gal pals. And uh, we did didn't have a cake. I'm not a huge cake eater. I don't no. mind cake, but we had Doughboy cookies. Butterboy. Butterboy. You're not in America okay. now, sunshine. Butterboy cookies, but the Butterboy cookie that took the cake was the birthday cake flavored cookie. Birthday cake flavored. Yeah, it was good. It had little sprinkles in it. Look, put salted, candles in salted it. Salted Nutella is okay too, you know? They used to do a white chocolate matcha. I'm not a white chocolate gal. Well, I'm a matcha girl. Yeah, it was very good. Anyway, bring that back, butterboy. Should we get into the episode? Wee oui, wee. Oui. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your 37-year-old host, Gemma Peanut, along with my co-host... 37-year-old Revs. 37 and a half. Oscar, okay, calm down. You sound like Rafa. (laughs) Hey, look, I know. (laughs) Look, when we were younger, it was a big deal that I was six months older than you. Now you're the more mature one, so (laughs) lol. Doesn't really. Do you know what's funny? Because me and the good mum fall on the younger side of some of our friends, we already feel 37 
before we get to our birthday. So yep. when it, so when my birthday finally rolls around, I'm like, oh, I'm 38. Oh, no. Totally. No, I was never 37. No, Revs was 37 six months ago. <laughs> Just because Revs is 37 yeah. doesn't mean you're 37, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 37, guys. It was my birthday yesterday. And Happy birthday to you. And as you're listening to this episode, I will be in a world of hell, in a piece of steel in the air, trying to control my children on a 27-hour flight to the UK. DLs, let's put our collective prayers up into the sky. (laughs) As Gem is on a steel bird with two kids under four. Yeah, it's a vibe. Lol. I'm not here for it, but I'm forced to be here for it. Do you have melatonin? Gummies? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You'll be fine then. I am well equipped. I think you'll be fine. Just, they're, they're amazing things. Just picture me and Hubs staring lovingly into each other's eyes while our children are quietly playing on their iPads Ew. for 20 hours. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It, the only thing about your kids is they need, they are, they're sleep trained, so they need a bed. That's your only challenge. It is. Is that you're on a plane. You need to tell them a lot of stories about, we're going to sleep overnight on the plane. Babe, I've got the jet box kid yeah, yeah, yeah. suitcasey bed extender things. <laughs> How good is that? They are a game changer. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. I'm going in with a positive chewed. Yeah. My expectations are through the toilet. Yep, great. Like lowered them right down so that anything is a bonus. Yeah, you're going to be fine and you won't remember it. You never remember the flight. You never remember the journey, only the the destination. destination. I think that's the opposite of the phrase. Yeah, Yeah. all about the journey. So you know what I don't have time for? Oh, straight in, sister. What don't you have time for? So it's Christmas time, right? We're doing all the girls. What? It's Christmas time? (laughs) I know. And I do have time for Christmas time. I do love Christmas not December, but I do love Christmas. Right. Um, it, we're having work Christmas parties and girls' lunches and all the catch-ups. Now, a conversation we had the other night mm. at your party, and by party it was five friends in pyjamas eating Thai takeaway, was that when the girls' chat doesn't deliver. Mm. You know, like when you're out for a girls' lunch, it's a bit boozy, it's a bit loose, and like no one wants to go there. Uh, I can't. And it stays very surface, like how's your husband, how are the kids, let's talk about school, how's work. And you're like, this needs to kick it up a notch. We want to talk blowjobs and anal. (laughs) We want to dive straight in. So DLs, I want you to quickly ask yourself, when you think of your group of gal pals, do you all bring good chat? Yeah. What I've learned, Mm -hmm. is there a contributors? Yes. Into conversation who uh-huh. bring the good chat, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. who really, really dish it out. Yeah, they dish it out and they, they bring out the dirt. Yeah. And then there's lurkers, mm. kind of like on social media. Yeah. How there are people who aren't active participants Happy on Instagram. To watch and listen. Yeah, and but laugh. they'll lurk in stories, yeah. not even laugh, not even send any emojis or tap in any hearts, none of that. They just lurk. <laughs> and there are people at group gatherings yes. who do that. Yeah. Now, I don't want to dissect it too hard but i'm gonna dissect it (laughs) do you think it's shyness Mm -hmm. or introvertedness and Mm -hmm. how do we feel about those people's lack of contribution to a table chat or flip it yeah are we just too much do you know what i mean like we're a lot are we oversharers forcing our like i'd say we're aggressive aggressive right so like from the other side, and there's no way of knowing with you and me because we're both the same. Yeah. Like in our group hang the other night with the five of us, we are fighting to get a word in. <laughs> we are yelling at each other, talking over each other, going, no, 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 hang on, no, no. And they're just forcing your way in. We were so loud. It's so lucky loud. that you live in a half commercial building yeah. because we weren't no disturbing neighbors. anyone. 
Like we that that's my favorite time. And like my face hurts and my ears ringing when you guys all yeah, leave. And we all lose our voices. We all lose our voices. It's like it's it's an absolute witch's cackle zone. It's the best. But I love that. Same. But like you can't bring that energy into like a more subdued setting because you just you're just too much. Or or is but people there, enjoy you. Yeah, they enjoy you. But or is there pressure to carry the load? Because mm. what we haven't talked about is the people who are too much. So let's assume that there are the more chilled people who are like, oh, my God, she is too much. I don't want to hear about the way she sucks on her husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, spill the tea. I love that kind of I chat. I want to hear yes. that. <laughs> is there anyone who doesn't want to hear that? Well, like, I are wonder there, if are there's... There, are there seriously a group of women where someone shares how they give their husband a blowjob in a bathtub? For and, example. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I wish we weren't having this chat. How can I, like, abort myself how out can- of this con- no. How can I take it back to school uniforms? People are pervy. They don't. They love that shit. Well, but, I think there are people out there. We can't assume everyone's like us and just wants to have those kind of conversations. But I don't know if they are DLs. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I think the DLs are like us. Like when we had Bestie Brunch mm. and we met like a good almost 100 DLs, they were all chronic oversharers, too much fighting to talk. Dude, like- a couple of our DLs had revs at the bar and was just getting revs to slam shots. Yes. I'm talking about you, Mon, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Actually, I need to meet up with those girls again. They were a great time. <laughs> but I think the DLs are our people and that's why this is a safe space and we can talk about it. But if you are the opposite, I, I actually want to hear from you. Like, please slide into the Facebook group or our DMs and tell us what it's like to experience chronic oversharers. Okay, something I do want to highlight that the more introvert let's say quiet don't overshare people please know that the girls that you find too much who are really working the table and delivering stories and oversharing their deepest darkest secrets (laughs) yes tap dancing their way through the conversation to keep it all buoyant they go home and have anxiety attacks yeah that they talked too much. That they that they took up too much of the oxygen. Yes. And by they, we mean us. us. <laughs> like, Frebsy, how many times Dude. I have walked away from conversations before where I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, God. You, I just talked about myself the whole, I didn't ask them enough questions. They must think that I'm so self-obsessed. Oh my God. And then I go, Jem, listen more. Like, don't yeah. fill the silence. Yeah, don't but fill I, the space. But I can't help it because sometimes I feel like I'm making it more comfortable uh, for people. We're fucked up. We are. Americano. Yes. He came over at the end of the party. He did. It was, yes. And he was like, you girls have no idea how lucky you are to have found each other. Do you know what? Since starting this podcast, I know how lucky we are now. Yeah. I'm, real, I'm really realising that we struck that postcode lottery when yeah. we all found each other at He's school. He's like, you are a unique group of friends. Mm. Like, this is not something I've seen before. So back to this. Are you saying, like, check on your oversharer friends? Because <laughs> they might be riddled with anxiety. Yeah, look, that is my overarching message. Yeah. <laughs> it just might surprise people. Because, okay, look, I know we talked about the extremes of the more introvert, shy, quiet, don't wear their heart on their sleeves yeah. kind of non-oversharey people but there's also those people in between yeah who give a little more but they don't go there yeah yeah, yeah. you know they give good chat on what you say like school uniforms or lunchbox hacks yeah but they don't go deep they wouldn't ever shit on their mother-in-law or talk about their sex life or 
struggles in their marriage. I'm yeah. not saying people need to talk about their struggles yeah, yeah, yeah. in their marriage, but sometimes I find it really healthy when I hear someone go, oh my God, I just had the biggest Barney with my husband. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to talk about it? And, and then they share it. And I'm like, oh good, other people fight about that mundane shit too. hundred percent. Like it's normal. But I do think I'm learning as we get older, some people have real privacy boundaries around things like that, which mm. is fine. Mm. Just don't come to my lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> I agree. It's totally fine. Of course it's it's fine. Like, of course it's fine. And healthy and important to have boundaries. But, yeah. But you think it's like a fundamental mismatch of a friendship? I think it can be. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but I meet people and I like to go deep. Yeah. I want to know how your vagina was post-birth, yep. you know, all that shit. Yeah, and how is it now? <laughs> yeah, how's it now? Are you done? Is your Caesar scar keloiding too? See, this is the thing. We've, we've learned, <laughs> the thing is we've learnt really healthy boundaries around asking about people's kids or pregnancies or babies, right? Because yes. we know that's a pain point. Mm-hmm. Who's to say it's not also a pain point around your relationship or your sex life? Oh, Revs, I'm getting triggered here because this reminds me of trigger warnings. Okay. Where it's overkill that yeah. now we are constantly walking on eggshells, living in fear of saying the wrong thing 24-7. Like yeah. if everything's a trigger point, if sex life is a trigger point, if talking about your husband's vasectomy is a trigger point, like I don't know how we get deep. Like yeah. as women, I, I don't know, like I'm advocating for the oversharers. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go back to the 1950s where everyone just fucking drugged themselves because everyone was keeping up with the Joneses yeah, yeah, yeah. and making everything look shiny on the surface, yeah. yet everyone was suffering silently in the background. Yeah. It's not, I think that is the worst option. Of course it's the worst option. And do you know what I've learned as well is – I'm making it sound like I'm never friends with introverted people who are shy. That's bullshit. Like I I have some beautiful friends who are more (laughs) low-key and chill. And sometimes I think it's important to balance each other out. (laughs) But I have noticed with those friends who aren't oversharers, it's not that they're not willing to share, but they need to be invited to share. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they, they, the they won't self-contribute. They're not going to be like, oh, I love doing anal. They won't barge over the top of the conversation yes. and be like, my turn to talk. But actually, if you can ask in a way that's respectfully, like, hey, what are you? What about you guys, if you don't mind my asking? Are you guys down for that, you know, up the bum stuff? And sometimes <laughs> they might answer it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, and – those people and sometimes they're a yeah. delightful surprise they're the dark horses they just sit the there group. nodding and looking around for an hour and then they're like oh yeah i love it also if you chuck a vibrator in, it's really an experience and you're like whoa what? welcome <laughs> out of the wings yeah. comes this surprise package i love those people they're my faves yeah yeah well anyway i guess this is just one for the overshare it's like it's okay we see you we and see your you anxiety and we are you yeah we've all gone home and replayed conversations and wish we were less. <laughs> Actually, do you know how I know we don't have 100% overshare of DLs? It's how? because when we do an AMA mm. or ask people to ask us questions or we do a live Q&A or whatever, we get a lot of the same question, which is, how are you so open on a public forum? Aren't you worried that your parents, in-laws, family members are listening? I've got two words for you, DL. No shame. No shame. <laughs> Totally. Let's re- alleviate ourselves of shame. Yeah. Sometimes we have to pep talk ourselves. We're like, oh, I really want to talk about this because I know people will relate, but ah, my dad I'm, listens. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or like, am I going to get cancelled? Yeah. Yeah. And we try is, and push and each is other. And is this triggering? You know, or that's is this the other thing. People, because we yeah. don't want to trigger and upset people, but there are topics sometimes where I want to respectfully say, if it's too much for you, please just turn it off. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't 
need to listen. No one is holding a gun to your head mm. to listen and torture you with this conversation if it is triggering. Yeah. Like, I absolutely respect that not all conversations are for everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, we do try and push each other to be vulnerable and open and, and get it done. But it's funny because... Uh, I don't think we push each other. Not not past a, a comfortable yeah, point. No, we respect we're, each we're other's line. Res- absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's, we each have things we won't go... Hunji P. And there have been times where we've said something, it's not often, yeah. and one of us will go, oh, can I retract? Actually, can yeah. we take that out? That yeah. was that was not my not story, my to, story to share. Yeah. yeah, That's usually our line. Yeah, But when we are in our girl gang, dude, it's heckers. Mm. We really do. Sometimes I wonder how we don't levitate off our chairs. We're so in the chat. <laughs> you know? I find it energizing. Same. So when you're with an undersharer and you're yeah. the oversharer, filling the space, taking up all the oxygen, being a clown, I leave that depleted and exhausted mm. and, and full of anxiety. Wait, like, when you're not? No, when I'm the oversharer uh-huh. with someone who's not contributing as much and I'm filling the space and being that person. Yeah. I leave that interaction drained of energy. Okay, that's interesting. However, when I'm in my gaggle of bitches mm-hmm. and it's five of us who are all too much and all oversharers and I know no one's going to go home and be like, fucking Revs talked a lot, didn't she? Because they're like, it's just not the vibe. I'm energised. Look, I know this sounds like a circle jerk, but... <laughs> After our get together, we were all in a group text going like, oh, that was so fun. I love you guys. And like circle jerking each other. Like we all literally like, that was so fun. We need to do it more. You guys are the fucking best. Yeah, It's (laughs) sickening, but it's true. We were all high off our girl gang. I think we need to unite the other oversharers out there. Yes. You know, like we're so freaking lucky to have found each other. Mm. I think if you're an oversharer and you crave other oversharers, to be in a safe space. Let's start it in the Facebook group. Yes. Let's like self-identify and let's see if we can get some meetups happening or okay, something. Okay, but I feel like we're creating a bit of an exclusive club and we're leaving out the other people. Yeah, so I'll let, do introverts want introverts or do introverts want to hang with extroverts? What's the combo? This is such a poll conversation. This is a poll. I really want to know. Like yes. if you're an introverted DL, do you find extrovert DLs too much? Yeah. Or do you actually enjoy it and welcome that they do Mm. take up real estate in the conversation because it allows you to not have to work hard, Mm. you know, because there could be a degree of that floating around as well. And are there more nuances, of course, like, you know, not like I'm thinking of our mate Liv, right? Mm -hmm. Extrovert absolutely holds her own in the conversation, but she's not barging in, like running over all of us. No, she's very polite. (laughs) But also Liv, in her politeness, she does go there with on the chat, but... She also is, of our group of friends, the person who has the healthiest boundaries. 100%. Like Liv is one of those few people where I'll ask her a question just because I can't help myself sometimes and she will happily go, I'm not ready to talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. And while a part of you could look at that and go, oh, but I'm your bestie. Like, you know, like, but actually I fucking respect it. I'm like, like, mad respect, babe. You know what? You come to me when you're ready to talk about that. Boundaries. What's a boundary? (laughs) I've really got to get some of those. <laughs> okay, something else that I want to talk about on the chat front. Yes. Because I've experienced this recently and I won't share details because I know that lots of my friends are DLs, but I've been in a situation before where I've <laughs> dropped a chat or a story mm-hmm. and it's gone down like a lead balloon. Oh, my God. This where is I, my whole life. <laughs> where I, I just haven't read the room, yep. right? Yep. And I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, no, that, that you're not. Ah, oh, fuck! I really fucked that really up. Really picked the I, wrong moment. Yeah, I just need to like. Dude, I have picked the wrong audience many times mm. uh, in a work setting. Oh I've no! I feel like we're all mates here, right? No, how about this? And everyone's like, "Whoa!" Not like HR is gonna get a call. Like you can't say that here. Oh my god! The thing about oversharers is we have to learn, and I think as you mature, you get better at it. Like yes. I feel like all oversharers had some real clangers in their teens. <laughs> like, oh god! You know, when you just like you like maybe when you I. Do oversharers love to hang with the grown-ups? Is that a thing you would find it probably correlates? I don't know. Did you ever always want to hang with the grown-ups? It depended on which company of grown-ups. Okay. My mum had particular friends, one in particular comes to mind, who loved a dirty joke. Okay. And yeah. anytime she came round to her house, I was like, Maureen, yeah. I'm going to mine you for your dirty jokes because they make me really cool at school. Yeah. And they were like super mature, adult, disgusting jokes. Not like politically incorrect but dirty like cheeky and dirty and I'd I'd like mine her for content and then like (laughs) repurpose it to my school friends I mean you would have been an audience of one of these jokes and I I don't know I felt cool (laughs) I always wanted to sit at the adults table and like be in the conversation Mm. it was like delightful to me it was like energetic and like I was like I want to be a raconteur Rebs I don't know if this is reserved for extroverts no No, I reckon there would be many an introvert who loves hanging with the adults yeah okay back when they were teens all right for sure well the thing is when you're an extrovert and overshare and you're hanging with the adults, you can leave a clangor on the table and people are like, oh, you don't get how to do this yet. <laughs> oh, that's so patronising, but it's so true. Yeah. Oh, I totally just zoomed out of our chat. Yeah. And I wonder if so, so many people feel that we are utterly insufferable yeah. in this episode yeah. and uh, never want to tune into an episode again. Here I am feeling insecure because I'm worried that we were too much, even in this episode. Anxiety, even without the booze. So do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My son breaking his arm. Give us the recap. Look, we all knew this was coming. Did we? Yeah, <laughs> didn't we? No? If you follow me on the gram, you'd know. I feel like you have a few phrases that you just drop when you're starting a story, <laughs> and that's one of them. You've got a few. Here are some of them. Now, for context, that's one way you start. Another thing is you say, is, yeah, we all knew this was coming. <laughs> the other one that you will often say is, um, have I got a story for you? That's it. <laughs> All right. Or now revs <laughs> when you're about to get haughty. Look, they're my isms, okay? Yep. They're yep. like ticks. I can't help it. Now I feel really self-conscious. Thanks, revs. <laughs> okay. Don't appreciate it. Tell us about the bouncy castle. Well. Are you oh, trying not to say for context? Yes. <laughs> I was trying not to say. Set the scene. Okay, let me set the scene. Um... I was at a girl's lunch. It was Chickmas, yeah. actually, having a grand old time with my girlfriends. Oversharing. It's, yep, <laughs> absolutely. Different occasion, same chat. Get a phone call from Hubs. Now, Hubs was with the kids at our street Christmas party. Now, I have a very small but mighty street. It's a short street. There aren't many houses. <laughs> Never considered what kind of street I have, but I'm glad to know you have a well, small but guess, mighty street. Look, what I'm trying to paint the picture of is that my street goes hard. Yeah. They go hard on decorations. One of our neighbours played the role of Santa and arrived on a fucking fire truck. I don't know how they organised that. And he dished out candy and gifts for all the freaking kids. There were barbecues galore. Like one of the guys on our street, Jason, he's known as the man who has everything you could ever need. He's basically Bunnings in a human. He's amazing. And... There was a bouncy castle, Mm -hmm. of course, because one of our neighbours has one of those too. So I get this call from Hubs and he's like, "Um, I think 
there's a very high chance that Iggy has broken his arm. Now, when I hear him say it like that, I'm Mm. like, well, if you think there's a very high chance, you must visually be able to see something. How does his arm look? Because to claim a break rather than a sprained wrist or just a little owie, it's a pretty big call. And he was like, look, can you come home and just look at it? (laughs) And you're like, no, I'm at Chickmas. I'm going to come home and look at it. Yeah, I was annoyed. And he was like, I'm pretty sure he needs to go to emergency. Now, my husband is really drunk at this point. Oh, no. Now, as a non-drinker, this is the shit stick of the gig. Yeah. So I drive home because obviously I drove to Chickmas. (laughs) I sound so boring, but I drove to Chickmas. I drove home. Now, as I was driving home, I was at the traffic lights on the corner of Oliver Street and Albert, if you know Freshwater. (laughs) So much context. Yep. And a guy ran straight into the back of my car. Oh, that's, I forgot this detail. I texted no, you. No, I have just forgotten in the in the break and the yes. everything I've forgotten. So I've already left Chickmas. I'm <sighs> feeling shitmas. And then this guy <laughs> fucking runs up the back of me. And you have to do that thing where I put on my hazards and indicated to show him that I'm going to pull over and we have to have that annoying chat. And all I can think about is that I want to get to my Iggy yeah. bear. <laughs> now, little hack for everyone. My car comes with a tow bar or I bought a secondhand car that had a tow bar that tow bar absolutely annihilated his car and my car didn't get a scratch oh fantastic yeah so fucking invest in a tow bar in your car okay anyway this this poor guy he gets side note (laughs) not spawn get a tow bar like come on stay on track so rogue (laughs) he gets out of the car he's in a flap yeah and I was like, oh, parent to parent. I want to make this really easy for him. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like my twin boys were fighting over what song to put on the radio. Oh. He had no shoes on. He was a real surfer yeah, dude yeah, with these yeah. grumps. And I, I literally held his shoulder and I was like, mate, you look like you've had the worst day. Let me make this easy for you. My car's fine. Like we don't need to exchange numbers. I hope your car's okay. I'm really sorry. Having a shit time. Merry Christmas. Great. And just bailed. Went to see Iggy. Now, he was actually calm by this point. When Hubs called me, he was hysterical in the background okay. and Hubs was distressed because he couldn't calm Iggy's distressedness. Yeah, which is usually a pretty big tell it's a break. Yes. So I rocked up. He was calm. He had an ice block in yep. hand. They had elevated his broken arm and he was watching Bluey. Yep. So he was very content. As soon as I looked at Iggy's arm, I was like, oh, you've got two elbows now. <laughs> oh, like, like, Yeah. Like I just, I was like, yeah, that's a break. That, that's, that, I got to go to the hospital. Like I just knew, I oh knew it. God. I was like, yeah, his arm, uh, I birthed this child. Yeah. I know every yeah. ounce of his body in detail. That yeah. is not how his forearm is meant to look. So off we go to emergency. Two elbows. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that, that makes me feel queasy Sorry. as hell. That's quite the description, I know. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't put that on your Instagram because you always put your wounds up there with no warning. <laughs> I didn't. I saved everyone from that. I knew it might be a bit too much. And actually, strange of me, I didn't take a photo of it. Okay. But there is a photo that you can kind of see. Anyway. <laughs> We get to the hospital. I've got a lot of sidebars in this story and I apologize. Apparently, but I think not toe bars. Look, sidebars. <laughs> sidebars, but they're interesting. We get to emergency. Everyone knows the drill. You get triaged. You sit around for ages. Now, I, I, I genuinely thought a broken arm would be high priority. Turns out it's not. No. <laughs> it's, no. it's not. I think you have to walk in clutching your chest, declaring that you might have a heart attack to be, be taken green. in straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or pregnant. So we're sitting there waiting and there's this couple who were sitting across from us. And, you know, it's that parent kindred spirit thing where they were there with their three-year-old girl. And I was like, oh, you know, get chatting to them. Next minute, we all get moved to the 
pediatrics ward together and once again I'm in the waiting room there with them so you know you get to hang out with people like what else is there to do but chat I start talking to this couple and um all the introverts like no don't talk to me I just want to sit here well thankfully this woman was also an extrovert she was super chatty and this is a mega sidebar and I'm sorry, I will come back to the break. The break is not that interesting. It's like, yeah, broken. Yeah, no, it's heaps, heaps of kids break their arms, whatevs. You're not special. <laughs> but what I found fascinating about this couple was, if I'm honest, I wasn't sure if they were the little girl's parents or grandparents. Oh, okay, older mm, parents. Yes. Yeah. Turns out they were her parents yeah. and... To cut a long story short, she gave me all the backstory. But basically, they tried through IVF for years. They gave up on the child dream. And then when she was 49, she fell pregnant completely naturally, gave birth at 50. And now she's 53 and her husband's a little bit older. And they looked fucking tired. Yeah. Look, we all look tired. I mean, in emergency on a Saturday night, everyone Everyone looks looks tired. tired. But they were like, it is hard. Yeah. And from chatting to them, their little girl is like a raffa. Mm-hmm. High energy, headstrong. It must have been some mighty sperm, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <gasps> and I really felt for them. Obviously, they're delighted to have this gift of a girl come into their lives. But they were like, fuck, like, we get why people have kids young. Mm. It is exhausting. Yeah. And to now be in our 50s and dealing with... <sighs> sleep deprivation Mm. and all the needs of a toddler it's hard and then I started doing all the maths you know how you do Mm -hmm. that when you're like okay so if you're if you had this kid at 50 by the time you're my mum's age which is 67 your daughter will be 17 and still in school and can you imagine your mum with a teenager that's exactly (gasps) that's the parallel that I drew I was like Oh my God, imagine if my mum had a kid in high school right now. Like I, I couldn't, but that is their reality. And then I thought, gosh. Were they a young 50 or a standard 50? They seemed really cool. Yeah. Like for more context, <laughs> now that I've said it, I feel self-conscious, Sorry. but for context, no, it's fine. It's fine. They had taken her into the city to see the Christmas lights. Yeah. So they have massive OKE, one kid energy. Hunji <laughs> P. Not only one kid energy, but they're in their 50s. They're probably quite established, like life's all good, got it all sorted. Oh, we've got this kid we can spoil. Probably one and done. I don't know, Rebs. I kind of respected it because when I'm in my 50s, I know I'm going to be lazy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Buy the pool, babe. Buy the pool. Exactly. So (laughs) I actually was like, I fucking commend you. Like you took her into the city in the evening to see the Christmas lights. Now that's not easy. I'm having a moment. Yes. We give our parents, our boomer parents, shade for not, like, you know, doing more with the kids. <laughs> and we're like, if I was fucking 50, I could not be all having day. a three-year-old. I'm by the pool. And then we're like, why aren't they stepping up in their mid to late 60s and having the kids full time? Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm so full of shit the as double well. standard we yeah, have. Totally. And I have to declare right now I'm so full of shit because the amount of times I have said if I could have half the energy of my mum yeah. in her 60s, yeah. I'll be killing it because my mum is so full of beans as a yeah. woman in her 60s. She floors me, if I'm honest. But yeah, I just found it really fascinating and it made me reflect on when I joined my mother's group when I first had Rafa. Now, as we know, I've always felt like I was late to the parent gig because Mm -hmm. of the delays of going through fertility treatment, blah, 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 blah. I was shocked that in my mother's group, I was on the younger side Yeah, yeah. and I was 34. Yeah. 
And there were women who were 38 and in their 40s having babies. And I was like, fuck, I'm young here. I'm a young mum. And in my head, I was like, I thought of myself as an older mum. It's so cultural. Mm. Depends where you live, what the community's like. Some communities in, well, let's just talk about Sydney Mm -hmm. or New South Wales. If you went out there, you'd be old. You'd be super old because they all like have kids in their late twenties or mid twenties, early twenties in some communities. And yeah, in the in the mothers group I was in, I was super young because I was twenty nine. Yeah, right. And oh, then yeah. there were lots of mums in their late thirties, early forties who'd mm. done IVF or all the things. Yeah, it's so cultural, and I mean cultural by like postcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By like area of New South Wales or wherever you live, I'm sure it's universal across all the cities in the world. Yeah, it's really interesting. I just find it fascinating. I was young in my mother's group, but I am, I would say, average to older in Mm. my school mum community. Okay, interesting. And I was in a different area of Sydney when I first had my baby. Mm. But now I'm in like a different area and I find that I'm like old, like nor standard to older. Mm. Yeah. But I liked the variation of age. Yeah, it's great. I, I feel like I felt like it made our group more interesting, a bit more colourful, and also my mother's group was a manly mother's group, which yeah. is m- much more of a transient location. So yes. we had Same people from different us. countries. Yeah. Like I found that really cool and interesting. A lot as of well. expats. Yes, yeah. many expats. Yeah. So back to the break. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out Iggy needed a full operation. The or- oh. orthopedic surgeon said you have to come back in now. This is fucked, right? Can I just sh- – can I have a whinge? Yeah. So I was with Iggy at the hospital till 12.30. So he'd done his X-ray. They put on a temporary cast. And then at 12.30, the orthopedic surgeon called the office and said, yes, I've reviewed his X-rays. He needs surgery. And I was like, okay, no worries. And then the nurse goes, so you need to be back here at 6.45. Oh, my God. I was like, what? So I'm going home yeah. then turning around to come yeah. back at dawn's Full crack. On. Yeah. Iggy did not sleep the entire time. He was wired because, you know, fluorescent lights in hospitals, all the beeps and all the noises and all that stuff. It's very hard for kids to sleep and I feel for them. But I also get that doctors and nurses need to be able to do their jobs. Very important. And they just have to have a list that they just work through and just luck falls where you fall on that list. Correct. So I got home. Hubs was passed out. (laughs) I woke him up and I was like, babe, I'm tag teaming you to do this part of yeah. um, the shift. And you know what? It worked out to be the best thing ever because I honestly don't think I could handle seeing Iggy go under mm, a general very anesthetic. Very distressing. Go yes. under or come out? Well, Both. I thought I would find going under distressing and Hub sent me videos because I was like, can you please just send me videos? Like, I was fully aware that if Iggy had a choice, mm. it would be mummy. Yeah. A hundred times over. But after that amount of sleep deprivation and there was a buildup of days where I had got two Mm. hours, three hours sleep. So when it came to the night of the hospital, Hubs was like, this couldn't have happened on a worse night for you because you so badly need sleep. Yeah. But you need to be the one to go. And I agreed with him. But when it came to the operation, I was like, I just need to sleep. Yeah. You need to take Iggy. So And give him a chance to be there for his son too. Like and he was beautiful. And you know what was very bonding for them in the end. Hubs did send me a video of Iggy coming too mm-hmm. and he actually FaceTimed me because he could not calm Iggy down. Now, I didn't know this, mm. but when kids come too after a general anaesthetic, they fucking lose it. It's very upsetting. They don't them. know where they are. They've suddenly got a cannula yeah. in their other hand. Yeah. 
um, which is confusing and they're just in a state of... They're just disoriented. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also chemical. Like a lot of chemicals have gone through their little bodies. Yes. Yeah. And I was on FaceTime fighting back tears, mm. trying to be like, Ikiba, Ikiba, it's mummy. Mummy, it's okay. Cuddle Mimi. Yeah. Like just trying everything to talk him out of this state he was in. But it was a cry I've never seen before. It was oh. like that cry where he can't catch yeah. his breath and he was just so upset, you know, and his little face was all puffy from waking up. And I've cried coming out of general. Have you? Yeah. yeah Twice right. actually. Wow. Yeah. And it's like you can't control it. Mm. It's like this – It's it's almost feels hormonal. But do you remember the feeling? Yeah, like, just like I need to really cry and, and like release. and had no control over it. Could oh, wow. not pull it back. Like wasn't a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And when I had my thyroid out and um, d- a dental surgery. Yes, I had uh, yeah. my wisdom teeth out and I had a twilight. Oh, yeah, um, yeah anesthetic mm-hmm. i don't know what that means but i remember them saying it was like the lightest yeah. sedation yeah but, but you, you don't are, remember it or but anything. you're asleep yeah. but it is the lightest and my my dentist told me that i woke up um swearing like a pirate oh. like just going you fucking shit yeah fuck up like I, like so weird so weird i was so embarrassed like they must see it all couldn't control couldn't it couldn't control i it. don't know who i was swearing at yeah. but he was like wow you were like very sweary yeah i think it's a thing it's mm. a thing for all of us and for little babies it must be so hard but it's, yeah like, yeah you need the warning <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just glad i wasn't there and i was ready to receive him when he returned home with his new cast and rafa was the sweetest little angel to her brother so now you're in cast life i am in cast life but a little update on iggy if dl's are interested i don't know if you are but he is doing exceptionally well yeah like mind-blowingly well I cannot get over how adaptable he is yeah like I thought the cast would be a massive woe is me thing and I would absolutely pander to his every need and Mm. spoil the shit out of him the kid has not complained once good on him and he's sleeping like a dream great great he has for four nights in a row okay brilliant don't jinx it I'm not gonna jinx it that's why I'm whispering it but seriously he just gets on and Great. he's just owning one-handed life. Great. Interestingly, he didn't break his thumb-sucking arm. Oh, damn, because that could have really done two things at once. And you pee. And look. Oh, actually, you want him to have the comfort. Well, that's it. Look, half of me was like, damn, that would have been a really good way to stop him from sucking his thumb because people had told me anecdotally that that has been a circuit breaker yeah. for thumb sucking uh-huh. where they break their arm and they literally can't reach it and it's forced it in yeah. the best way possible. But then the other mama soft part of me was like, oh, I'm so glad he can self-soothe. Yeah, totally. So anyway, we'll deal with the thumb later, whatever. So are you going to have the cast on the plane overseas? Yeah. Look, the biggest issue, I'm on the plane right now, yep. if you're listening, of course, yeah. <laughs> is actually the fact that we're going into winter. Mm. And I needed clothes for him that were really upsized in order to fit his cast in. Because yeah. he's got a 90 degree cast oh my God. set for him. <gasps> so it's a real pain in the ass. And the problem is because we're opposite seasons to the UK, my kids have all outgrown yeah. their winter clothes. Yeah. Or they're skanky from daycare. Yeah. And I've just recently done a spring clean oh where I got rid of everything. <gasps> and then I was like, fuck. And then I went to the shops very stressed, needing to buy new clothes for Iggy for the UK. And of course, like literally the woman at Best and Less 
looked at me like I was from Mars when I said, where are your flannelette pajamas? (laughs) She was like, it's December. (laughs) I was like, I know. You could do an online order and have it sent to a family member in the UK. Yes. So I've missioned up my mum because she's already flown ahead. And I was like, can you please... Do me a favor and go to Primark yeah. and just hook Iggy up with some some warm clothes that will fit. Ah. And on top of that, I was complaining about this to Iggy's daycare owner and she, bless her, put the feelers out for me with parents and I turned up the next day to daycare and people were giving me bags of clothes. Amazing. Like talk about community spirit. Incredible. I didn't even I didn't ask for it cuz I'm not yeah. good at asking for help. Totally. I was just talking about it and then she just went, "Oh, I'll, I'll handle that for Jen. Amazing. Very sweet. Very uh, touched. Amazing. So grateful. So, yeah, that's my uh, little boy's break story. Poor Iggs. Poor bear. He'll little, be fine. He's a little bandage bear. <laughs> he is a bandage bear. Hit me with your nut spawn. Have I got a nut spawn for you. Hit me. Look, I'm actually really excited about this one. DLs. So this episode comes out on the 20th of December and in two days' time... The article about Yo Cabacada yes. in Inside Out magazine comes out, baby. Boom. I'm so excited. So like, exciting. Like, I know some people will be like, who fucking cares? But for me, me. this is... Who? Okay, who? I, don't, I don't know. I sometimes... <laughs> I, I'm, this whole episode is highlighting... Your deepest insecurities. Yes, that I talk too much. Okay. And that I talk about stuff and people go, no one cares, Gem. But whatever. I'm. It's my podcast. I need to find ownership. But it is like a weird, it's not even a career highlight. I can't say it's a career because no. I'm not an interior no. designer. It's like that reel that's like, I have had this dream yes. since lunchtime and no. I am not giving up on it now. Yes, it is. I love that reel. But I'm in Inside Out. Like yes. this magazine to me, is like the pinnacle of like interiors. And it's hard to get into. It is. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a fan of interiors, it sounds like a really self-indulgent not spawn. I'm actually not here to tell you that my not spawn is to buy the edition that Yo Cabba Cabba is in. It's Why actually not? I would. Okay, but. I'm telling I have you, so, go I have, buy the Yo Cabba no, Cabba Inside Out. I have something even better. Oh, okay. So the people at Inside Out hooked me up. Yep. With a huge subscription discount code. Oh, yay! Now, if you're Fun. deep, if you're deep in renovation mode, yeah. if you're prepping or you're in it and you're still looking for inspo, hook yourself up nice. with this subscription. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. Revzy. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. There was y- one year for oh. Revs's birthday, I bought her an annual subscription to Italian Vogue. My favorite magazine of all time. And Revzy was like, Jim. This is the gift that keeps oh, on giving. It was giving. the best gift I've because ever received. Because it just received. kept rolling over every month. Every it month just... it got another little present. Yeah. So good. Okay, I'm full of shit. There's no code, but there is a link. The link in the show notes, if you click it and subscribe, you get a whopping, again, this is a random number. I don't know why they gave it to me, 44% off your annual subscription. That's huge. 44%. It's, I mean, it's, it's a random number, but it's a big one. It is. It's close to half off. That's amazing. So if you're into subscriptions and you know what? The magazine industry needs some love and support, oh, you but they guys. they have digital as well. I know they have digital, yeah. but I'm a tactile person. Yeah. I still love I'm turning sure the pages. you can subscribe to the digital. Yeah. Or you get both. Look, I don't know. If you're renovating, you got to have it. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Nice. Enjoy. Love it. That's a good one. It right. also would be a great Christmas gift if you haven't done anything yet. Oh, my God. Hungy P yeah. it would be. Amazing last minute Christmas. Love last that. Last minute Christmas gift. Love that. Revsy, over to you. Hear me with your nuts spun. 
Mine's a last minute Christmas gift. Brilliant. Well, it doesn't have to be last minute. I bought mine months ago, but it's called Storyworth. <gasps> you talked about this before yeah. on, to me or on the podcast. I can't remember. You. And it's a subscription as well of sorts. You buy a Storyworth subscription for one year for your loved one. And every week or every month you can choose the frequency. It sends them a prompt, a writing prompt, and it asks them something about their life. So and it, give us context in how you use so this. So I gifted this to my mum a year ago and she has loved it and I have loved it. So every week on Monday, she gets an email that's like, it's your story worth prompt. What was it like growing up in your hometown? And then Mm. you can write as little or as much as you want as an answer. You can attach photos. It can be a couple of sentences or it can be chapters. And every week you get these new prompts. And some of them she's like, "Ah, I don't really have anything to say about that. And she'll skip. But some of them she's like, oh, well, I've got a lot to say about this. And you can actually, she can even like reframe it or rewrite the prompt. Anyway, at the end of the year or two years, I'm doing two years with my mum because it's just been so good, you get a printed book and it's like their autobiography. It's incredible. And then you can get as many of them as you want. And for me, it's so special because I've got like my mum's life story yeah. in a book yeah. and I'll always have it. And she's had this like fun experience of basically writing a book. Yeah, and revisiting chapters of her life yeah. that she might And have. thinking about things she wouldn't have thought about. Yeah. So it's been this like really magical, beautiful experience for all of us. This is so great. So storyworth.com. Amazing. It's an American company, but it's global, obviously. And it's highly, highly not spawn recommended. Do you know what? My first thought was I really want to get this for my mum and I still do. But actually, the person who I really want to give it to most is my dad. Oh, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to my dad this year. Does he listen? No. <laughs> so we're in the clear. We're in the clear. But I feel like because my dad and I don't talk yeah. nearly often enough as yeah. I would like. And he is, speaking of introverted and shy and quiet, non-oversharers, that is my dad to a T. And I would love him to be given a prompt one day a week that might force him to share a little. Yeah, I think like my anxiety when I gifted it to my mum was like, oh, she's going to think I've like gifted her a job Mm. for Christmas. And I didn't want it to be that because like none of us have a lot of time for these kind of things. But she was touched that I cared about her life story and her thoughts on things. And it's been this, it's been really beautiful. I love it. I highly recommend. Do you know what? That might be my favorite not spawn of yours. We've got to add something. Guys, you can now buy an annual subscription. Oh, my God. This is subscription, subscription, subscription yeah, episode. While we're talking I, about subscriptions, because no. they're really good gifts. I couldn't agree more. You can buy an annual pass to our subscription offering DNM on Apple Podcasts. Best. And it's a massive discount huge so if you want to gift the beautiful woman your work wife your sister your sister-in-law your mother-in-law your whatever your bestie a season pass or an annual pass to dnm plus you get all the back catalog episodes everything we've ever put down and future episodes all for you it's how much is it revs 34.95 34.95 yeah it's a dollar off an episode and that's a meal at a fancy restaurant but you get to feast Wait. on many what a fancy restaurant is thirty four ninety five? Isn't it for a meal? Oh, like a like a main, like a main, <laughs> maybe an entree. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Is that not fair enough? But That's you get fair. to feast on many episodes of DNM all year long, baby. All year long, I'm here for that. So if you're not subscribed, rock up now. You can get the annual pass. So how many links to subscriptions are we going to be sharing in the post? like a lot? Show but notes. like it's helpful. I no, think. I agree. I'm all for it. Last minute shopping. All right, we need to get out of their ears. Yeah. We love you guys. We've been talking for too long. We love you so, so much. And if you are a DNM listener, you'll be getting an app this Sunday. And yes. It's a very cool one. 
we have a special guest, but it's like really opened up a very big chat about professional lives and what you're worth. And you know what? The biggest tagline, not to like tease it out to you, is how to ask for a pay rise. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much in support of women. It's going to be a great episode. And you know what? If you're not a DNM listener, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas yes. because we won't be back in your ears until after Crimbo. Love you guys. No, that's not true. Bestie hotline. All right, I'm going to go. We don't know our podcast. Love you. Bye. It's chaotic over here. It's December. Give us a break. Love Bye. you. I really must say, baby, I'm dead inside. It's been quite a day. Baby, I'm dead inside. Tomorrow will be Pick up the kids at so three. very swell. Come on, be real now. Where in hell will start to judge. Where's the time? My husband will be drunk on the floor. Ribbon in the second last row. Interest rates are such a worry. Tiffany is bringing a curry. Well, maybe just a half a drink. I'll just more. call Medicare while I pour. The neighbors must think, baby, it's bad in there. Wait, Ken doesn't drink. Oh, yeah, we can't put that in there. I wish I knew how. I should be asleep right to now. Do this well. Fuck off till next year. Yeah, I'm overdue for a At least I'm gonna say that I'd try. Do I have a gluten?